So we're heading into uh, the next few weeks, as I have said at the beginning, we'll kick off the, the New Testament uh, together next Sunday. There will be groups for prime or, or activities for primary age children, and then we'll all move up to our new groups in a fortnight's time. Can I just remind you uh, about the gathering that normally would be next Sunday evening, but we've moved that on to the following Sunday evening, so that'll be September the 11th. Now, this gathering is always a special one in the calendar because it focuses on uh, the guys that were away at Soul Survivor, and so we'll hear some testimony about what God's been doing in some of our young people's lives, uh, and perhaps other young people who have been involved in other things around the summer. So that's next Sunday, sorry, a fortnight today uh, here in church at 7 o'clock in the evening. Uh, and then flicking ahead, three weeks today, the 18th, uh, is a baptismal service in the morning, and then five weeks ahead, first Sunday in October, is that special Sunday I talked about last Sunday called Launch the Lifeboats. Mark that in your diary. More details about that will unfold in the coming weeks, but you've got a note there on the front of the month about it to remind you as well. Just one other thing while uh, we're talking about bits and pieces, uh, and that's, you know that this year we've been going through the whole of the Bible, not just in church on a Sunday, but we've been trying to encourage one another to go through the Bible day by day on our own using uh, soap, scripture, observation, application, and uh, prayer. Now, I just want to encourage you as we hit September, that September can be a little bit of a new beginning, depending on how you view your year, whether it's uh, school terms or at least things do die down in the summer and start up again in the autumn. Now, maybe you're still storming away at your soap, uh, and that's just fantastic. Keep storming away. Maybe you're still really pleased with yourself because you've kept up with the readings but the soap bit has dropped off the edge a little bit. Anyone know what I mean about that? Maybe some of us. An encouragement as you start September to resurrect the reflecting and the trying to listen to what God is saying about what you have read. If necessary, I'd encourage you to read less and listen more. Maybe you haven't got a clue what I'm talking about. And uh, you're thinking, this is interesting. If you go to the website, forward slash soap, then it'll tell you everything you need to know about how we're following a reading plan and, uh, and trying to listen each day to what God is saying to us. The, the reading plans are available as you leave. There's another flyer that I notice isn't there this morning, which we'll have for next week, which explains all that detail as well, called uh, uh, Weekly Focus Daily Feast. And that talks about how you can do this soap day by day in your own quiet time. So soap, uh, get, get going with that again. I've put a couple of links on my blog to some messages that I preached at the end of last year as we were getting ready uh, to do all this. The first one's about the why. Why is reading the Bible so important anyway? And the second is all about the how to do it. So you can pick up those there if you're interested. Okay, second word. If the first word is design, then you remember for any story, there would be no story unless something went rather wrong. And the second word is is destruction. The Bible says that very quickly we began to destroy the design that God had made. And the, reali- the, re- the reason that this world is such a strange place, on the one hand such beauty, and on the other hand such pain, for example, we sang of God's glory in creation just now, but we know that going up the east coast of America is a hurricane. Well, why are these two things side by side? Why are there moments of genius in your life? 
And then why are there moments when you're a little bit grubby, really? Because actually we've made choices that have started to destroy the design that God has made. How would you feel if someone destroyed what you had made? Who can think of a time when you worked hard at designing something and it got destroyed? Anyone got a story like that? That's not a rhetorical question. That's like a, you know, I'm, I'm asking you a question. You, you, you kind of respond. So have you ever spent time designing or creating something only to discover somehow it got destroyed? Yes, Linda. Fantastic. I hope Dave wasn't the one that destroyed it. I spent months knitting a cardigan. It was the most beautiful creation in the entire world, using thousands of different colours, and I loved it. And I wore it until it was dirty, and I put it in the washing machine on hand wash, I thought, but it actually was washed on really hot, and it shrank. And I never wore it again. I couldn't. And it was heartbreaking, and I cried, literally. Thank you very much. I put a similar jumper, not that I'd made in the wash, and even Bob the Builder couldn't fit into it by the time I'd finished with it. Uh, Poor Linda can't even blame anybody else. But imagine someone coming along and deliberately destroying what you had made. How does that feel? What's the word you're looking for? Gutted? Devastated? Angry? Ah, absolutely. Ah, that's just right. Sorry? Hatred? Disappointment? Sad? Apart from the hatred one, maybe, God, it says, experienced almost all of those emotions. He looked at this beautiful thing that he'd made, and the Bible quite literally, he was gutted by what had happened to it. You could imagine, couldn't you, God screwing up the world like I did my water bomb and just chucking it away. But the Bible says that God did something quite different, quite extraordinary, quite different to what we might do should that have happened to us. If something had been messed up, do you know when you draw something and you make a mistake? And you screw, oh, throw it away. You're frustrated with yourself. Who could have blamed God if he just screwed it up and threw it away? The Bible says that God, after we decided to destroy it, decided to work on what? Our deliverance. He decided to work on rescuing it and saving it and recreating it and putting it back together, maybe even better than it was the first time. He said about, and almost the whole story is about God setting about putting right what we had got wrong. And the amazing thing about God putting right what we got wrong is he did it for us when we were utterly helpless to put it right ourselves. 
Don't you hate those moments when something's wrong and you can't do anything about it? We're going to watch a clip now of some well-known characters who found themselves in a position that they could do absolutely nothing about. And then the unexpected happened. The Bible says that the very heart of the story is that we found ourselves at a moment and there's nothing we can do to rescue or deliver ourselves. And as we move into the New Testament part of the story, I I hope we've been seeing uh, that every part builds to this moment. And it's going to be at this moment that God offers his greatest act when he gives himself, when he literally rescues those of us that lift our hands to him uh, in a way that those characters were rescued. Uh, But it's that recognition that it's when we can't do anything for ourselves. And some of us are living, grown-ups, children, as if somehow, if only I try a bit harder, I can rescue myself. They came to a very important moment when they realized there was nothing they could do. And part of the story is this, there's nothing that we can do, but God has done something quite amazing to rescue us. We're going to sing about that now. It's a new song that we're going to learn together. And uh, as we sing it, uh, for the next part, as we move into the final part of the series, you guys might like to go and get some more paper. Heather will help you. So some paper and pens. And I want you to draw something that for you is the best thing ever. Could be a beautiful place. Could be a person. It could be something you like to do. The best thing ever. So when we're singing, you can go and get your piece of paper, get a pen and stuff, and then draw the best thing ever. Right, let's stand together, everybody. So good to know that this is not the end of the story. Most of you think that reading the end of a book before you've read the middle is cheating. A few of you are converts to reading the end of the story to take the stress out of it so that you can enjoy the story better. Most of you are thinking that doesn't work. A recent study has apparently proved that those that read the end of the story before they go through the middle, actually appreciate the story more. You can go to the end of the story. The Bible tells us how it ends. There is a destiny. There is an appointed end. And I don't know what you most think about when you think about God's ultimate destiny for your life and for this world. What do you think about? What what picture do you have in your mind? For me, it's a beach. For some of you, it might be a garden. I don't know, Heather, what you guys have drawn over there. Have a think about what you guys have drawn. I might come back to you. Uh, uh, but what, what in your mind is that that's it? It expresses something of, of the way God's going to make what was good even better. Remember right at the beginning, the story began in what? In a something of Eden. In a garden. Where does it end? It ends in a city, a city with many gardens. It's almost as if the Bible's saying, look, what you had was really good and you messed it up, but God is so good that what he'll remake is even better than what you had when you started off. And that's our destiny, the Bible says, for every one of us as we put our trust in Jesus. So Paul would say, for me to live is Christ... So for me to live on earth, my destiny is to do anything and everything that Jesus wants, and then for me to die, well, that's gain. 
because I receive the fullness of everything that God has for me. Anything exciting that you guys have been drawing? No, good. I'll come and have a look afterwards. A destiny. We got, oh, wow. Fantastic. The roller coaster. Is heaven going to be a roller coaster? I hope not. Have you been on a roller coaster this summer? No. No. Would you like to? No. No. Right. Fantastic. Brilliant. You hold on to that because it's a fantastic drawing. We're going to sing together, wrapping all this up about the story, the design, the destruction, the deliverance, and the destiny. But this is what I want to leave with you this week. See, that's just information. And most of you knew all of that before you came here this morning. You might think, oh, that's interesting. That's four words all begin with the same letter. Jolly good. But what I want to ask you really is, do you know the story? I don't mean information about the story, but do you know the story at work in your life? Do you know what it is really in the core of your being to have been designed by God? To know that there are things about you that God gave you to use for his purpose. When you look in the mirror, do you smile at the design that God had for you? Because you've begun to understand that there are things about you that are special and unique for his purpose. Secondly, do you know that destroying, that destruction that goes on? Do you know what it is sometimes when you make a bad choice, when you say the wrong thing, when you do the wrong thing? How it messes up you and others. How that destruction can be at work. And do you know that? Do you take that seriously? Do you know that the way that you live really matters because you can build up this beauty that God's made or you can knock it down? Hey, do you know what it is for God to rescue you today? To give you a purpose and a meaning? Do you know what it is to know God? There's nothing I can do about the state that I'm in, but I'm trusting you to save me because that's what your word says. And finally, do you really know the destiny to which God has called you, both in this life and in the life to come? It's not about knowing. It's all about knowing. Let's stand and sing.